0: Hi, welcome to you and me. The podcast that shares different perspectives on the lives of families that have a person with special needs. My name is Shaley Patel and I'm a junior in high school. As a sibling of a person with a disability, I feel like I can bring unique insight into the topic and share experiences that allow others to better understand the challenges that many other siblings like me face. Because an individual with a disability requires so much attention and focus, there are many times when the other siblings get less attention and quality time with their parents, which affects their mental health. To bring more awareness to the situation and explain the dynamics of a family with a disability, I will be interviewing different individuals who can bring different perspectives onto the matter, such as family members and professionals. To begin with, today I have invited my brother onto the podcast to be able to share his point of view and the challenges he faces as a person with a disability. He is currently a senior in high school and has debu Quas syndrome, which is extremely rare with only a thousand known cases in the world. Some of the obvious characteristics that are part of this syndrome are joint laxity and short stature, which makes him about three feet tall for the size of a baseball bat. Can you say hello to the audience?
1: Hello everybody, I'm Mandar.
0: So Mandar, I have a few questions for you. Even though you've gotten used to living at the height, you still face a bunch of challenges every day that others at a normal height would never even think about. What are some of those physical challenges that you face?
1: You're right, Shaylee. I do run into many physical problems in my daily life. The three main issues that I run into are height, strength, and mobility. Starting with height, I need a stool every morning to reach my bathroom sink in order to brush. I also use a stool to make breakfast every morning and I struggle to get into my car because I have to climb up the seat just to get in. Second, strength. It's very hard for me to open any bottle, such as a water bottle or a Gatorade bottle. And it's also difficult for me to carry my backpack with heavy textbooks and laptops that I take every day to school. And lastly, mobility. It's really difficult for me to walk long distances and I get really tired. In order to combat that problem, I use a motorized scooter for long distances such as school and stores.
0: It's crazy how many things you have to change, adjust, and modify being two feet shorter than everybody else. Because everything is made for people of average height and strength, it makes life so much harder for you. If I had to use a stool every time I needed to use the pantry, I definitely would take a lot less trips. So moving on to my next question. Even though you've been able to adapt to many of your physical challenges over the years, I've noticed that you've still struggled with fitting in socially and being involved with everyone. Mandlar, could you tell us about some situations where it's hard for you to feel included with others?
1: That's a good point, Shaylee. Fitting in is a whole other aspect of my disability. When I was younger, it was really easy to fit in because everybody was about the same height as me. But now, in high school, it's become really hard and it's a challenge that I face every day. Being included in conversations with my friends becomes harder because everybody is much taller than I am, between two to three feet taller, and they have to accommodate my height in order for me to feel included. Not only because I'm shorter than them, but also because my voice is not as loud compared to others. Also, growing up, I always enjoyed playing sports, but as I grew older, I realized there was no possible way that I could compete with with people of average height, which truly sucks because I really enjoyed it, and I'm a huge football fan.
0: Speaking of football, aren't you excited for
1: the Super Bowl next month? Yeah, I'm super psyched up about it. Out of the four teams, Ravens, Niners, Chiefs, and Lions, I really hope the 49ers bring it home.
0: Well, I can tell you really love the sport. After years, I know you've come to terms with your disability and physical limitations, but I know it can get difficult to have other people staring at you and watching you as you pass by. I remember this one time in India a few years ago where some random guy came up to you and started recording you. I mean, there's definitely no passing through unnoticed in your scooter, and it can definitely be awkward. I also know it's not the greatest feeling when you go to restaurants and they give you a kid's cup and treat you like a little kid, even though you're almost 18. So I have one final question for you. What's the mindset you've developed over the years to help you through these situations?
1: You're definitely right about that. Situations like that are always embarrassing. But the mindset that I developed over the years is that it's easy to focus on the things that I can do rather than the things I cannot do. I also remind myself that it can always be worse. However, my mom has always told me since I was young that I always have a choice to either be sad and feel sorry for the things I cannot do or to live life to the fullest and be grateful for what I have and the abilities that God has given me.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. I think that mindset is really inspiring. I also think that talking about the challenges you face is a great way to bring awareness towards the subject and is something that can provide valuable insight. I hope that others can use a similar mindset to adjust to living with a disability. On the other hand, I believe it is equally important to address the challenges that many siblings of disabled children feel and how that affects the family dynamics. I feel like this is a topic that is not discussed very often and is not something that many people consider. However, with this podcast, I hope to bring about real change, support, and understanding to the lives of many other siblings in the situation. In this episode, I wanted to introduce and bring awareness to the topic. Growing up, I was constantly reminded that I would always be the sibling that was left out. It hurt when people only talked to me to ask me about the well-being of my brother or when people didn't make any effort to learn my name. However, I was also largely impacted by situations within my own family where I didn't get as much attention or quality time with my parents. Additionally, I had to work extra hard as a sister, making sure that the needs of my brother were always attended to. Although I struggled with these challenges, I felt too guilty to acknowledge them because they felt insignificant in comparison to my brothers. However, the most significant day in my life was the one where I chose to express my feelings. Telling my mom how I felt introduced her to a whole new perspective that she had never once considered. Even as a person who had sought medical advice from hundreds of parents of disabled children and as a medical professional, she had never been made aware of the mental toll that being a sibling of a disabled person takes on a child. After that day, my parents made a conscious effort to make sure I felt included and seen in any situation where I may have felt left out. Even with my parents' awareness, however, situations still manifest in my everyday life where I feel invisible. However. I cannot even begin to imagine the lives of other siblings with stories like mine who have not been able to speak up about their feelings or whose parents do not have the emotional or physical capacity to understand their problems. Many other siblings in similar situations face increased rates of mental health problems because of these challenges. It is for this reason that I am starting this podcast. I want to use this platform to bring awareness to everyone. I want other children in similar situations to know it is okay to acknowledge their mental well-being and ask for help. I want parents of these children to be aware of their children's lives and learn ways to cater to their needs. I want the general public to be aware of ways that they can help build their confidence and support the people around them. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.